There are men who would rather celebrate Easter with their families than celebrate Ponfar. There are men who know where the Easter eggs are hidden, but could never find the cosmic egg. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost, two men who should have better things to do, but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men, with special guest grown-ass woman, Mary McCary. Grown-ass men. Welcome, everybody. To we're back. We're back with a shmaya. With a <laughs> with the shmaya. We are back from hiatus. Yes. Grown ass men are back. We're back. Adam, Doug, and tonight's special grown ass guest, Mary McCarry. Thank Hello. goodness, Mary's here. Hello. Yeah. Hello, yes, Mary. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, good. That's this is your third episode. It is my third episode. Um. I still know nothing, but I'm happy to be here. But we're we're actually talking about a subject that you know a lot about. Tonight. Well, I did grow up on this show. We're talking Bionic Man, Bionic Woman. We are going to talk tonight about the six million dollar man. Oh right, that's what it was and, called. Yeah, that's what it was called, Mary. But I like the and bionic the bionic woman. woman, Jamie Summers, bionic woman. They didn't feel the need to tell us how much it cost to make the bionic woman, but that we knew true. how much it cost to make. She came from his rib. <laughs> his so bionic free. rib, free. basically. Free. His bion. No, it cost six million. This <laughs> like, oh, it cost one point five. His bionic rib. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Anyway, but we were searching for good topics to talk about for the next few episodes, and Six Million Dollar Man was the first oh obvious one we had to go I couldn't for. believe that we hadn't even talked about it. Up I know. Now. It's crazy. I would like to contend that the Six Million Dollar Man is the most 70s, 70s show that there is. Really? It's certainly up there. I think that there's no more... I don't think Banachek is more 70s. I don't think Mannix is more 70s. I don't even think Hawaiian 5 That was what I thought, Cannon. No, Cannon could be in the 60s. Cannon could could be in the 80s, potentially. The $6 million man could not be any time but 1975. But what about Battle of the Network stars? Uh, That, uh, yes... Yes. Yes. Okay. But <laughs> Battle of the Network yes. Stars, is, it's a reality show. It it's is a reality like, show. Well, that's well, not really true either. It's <laughs> not. It's no. not reality. It's, it's got a it's lot a of reality 70s shorts. Those really short. Don't prove me wrong shorts. immediately, Mary. <laughs> right. But you're right. Battle of the Network Stars is an incredibly 70s show. Yeah, the Six Million Dollar Man. Six Million Dollar Man was on TV from 1974. Four to 1978. Yeah. And five seasons, mm-hmm. and it was two films. Yeah. Yep. Which and I haven't seen back, the films. Right. Yeah, for and, the films. And there was like a, a reunion. I didn't see the something. films at all. I didn't and eventually, know about them. it was so popular. TV films or film yeah. films? No, no, yeah. TV, TV films. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was so popular that it spun off into The Bionic Woman, which right. was the other show. Wasn't even on the same network after a while. 
Really? Yeah, that's right. They're on on separate networks. That's crazy. Uh, So you had the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman at the same time. Then they got canceled simultaneously because America collectively said, we're done. We can't. We're, it's too much 70s. We, even in 1978, they were like... Because we're done. We're moving on. I think on. we all knew from the beginning... Didn't, don't you think we all knew that at some level, even as kids, that that was a terrible show? A terrible show. Six Million show. Dollar Man. Oh, no. Wait. I no, loved it. No. I loved I it. Loved I, it. I, I, I loved it. But it, we, I think we all also knew that it was really bad. Like it, I, I can't... Actually, I have a totally different feeling right, about tell it. Me. Because... What's amazing to me about this period, which I remember watching it when I, this is a short period I lived in South Jersey for a year and a half. I watched no TV except two shows, Six Million Dollar Man and Worldwide Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, with Milan Mascaras. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had a video. <laughs> I could show you my Milan Mascaras you know, Chief J. Strongbow and all those professional wrestler guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not even have, we didn't even have a TV in the living room that I remember. We had stereo. All I did was listen to records. This is from 11, like age 9 to 12, or, you know, around that period. But I watched Nick's Six Million Dollar Man on my little tiny TV in my room, you know, which I never liked hanging out in my room. That was the only thing I did in my room besides sleep was watch that show. And I thought it was, like, so amazing. Well, you're a perfect age for it. Well, how old were you? Nine? Ten, yeah. yeah. I 74, loved I was it. ten. I was, I was younger than that, but I also loved it, loved it. I, I loved it, and I was 12. I was a 12-year-old. I loved the opening. Steve Austin, astronaut. A man barely alive. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. That's oh, one of the yeah. best parts of it. It's almost like oh yeah, like it's one of those shows, uh, you know, with the uh, the footage of the crash, yeah. and then we can rebuild him, and you you we meet can make Oscar and then Goldman. You're like, you get that sort of thing that they do now all the time with the computer graphic of like the face and rebuilding and the surgery. Yeah. I mean that's no different than the, the tropes they use now on yeah. you know CSI. But it's but so much better. So much better. Uh, do you know that that footage that's in the beginning is is a real crash? Mm. That I did not know. In that. nineteen, it, it, you know, every week they start the show with the footage of Steve Austin crashing. Yeah. And then he he he's near death, and they take him to the hospital and they give him bionic parts. Well, the crash part of it is actually NASA footage from 1967 because there was a, a guy named Bruce Peterson who was a, a test pilot, hmm. and he was flying a, a, a thing called an M2F2. It was like a wingless aircraft. I don't even quite understand it, but it's a wingless aircraft that they were testing to see if they could come up with a different kind of uh, plane that would... But kind of like the space shuttle, actually, before the space shuttle mm. in 1967. Okay. It, could they come up with a craft that would uh, land f- like a plane after re-entry from space? And he had an accident in 1967, crashed, and he they took all that somehow. They took all that for the $6 million man opening. And the guy 
survived. He lost his eye. He didn't die. Hmm. He, he lost his eye from the crash. And he he says he was not crazy about how really? every week yes every I week not. the worst moment of his life is on the most popular show on TV every and not only that the the exact words that he said which is like landing rocket arm switches on coming forward with the side stick you know uh, I got a blowout heading for three get your pitches pitches out I can't hold altitude like all that dialogue is exactly what he said re-recorded by Lee Majors. Wow. But I want to know... And actually, Harv Bennett was really involved in this show. Yep. Who's pro- produced or directed those Star Trek movies. Yeah. I want to know, yeah. who thought a wingless plane was a good idea to begin with? Who thought that would crash? I don't know. I mean... That's know, besides gotta, the point. It's, it's test pilots. They can, they'll test anything. Exactly true. <laughs> I did love that that opening. It uh, opens up with like the really primitive computer mm-hmm. writing. They have him in the space helmet, the crash. They're putting the fake limbs. Why are they having to connect certain things on his limbs in surgery? The limbs should be completely made already. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It's you, like you can't question. Oh my it god! You'll fix that vein. There's no vein in there. <laughs> We can rebuild him. And then Oscar Goldman Oscar! is like... Oscar! But Oscar Goldman is like this weird fetishist, like, freak. He's like, oh, yes, let's rebuild him. <laughs> you know? And then when he when he becomes uh, Jamie Summer on the Bionic Woman show, right. he's like kind of like a, hey, babe. He well, always calls her babe, and he's like... He has those, like, purple aviators, like, yep. tinted yeah. aviator glasses. He's so much an after-school special about bad touch. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, so's Rudy Wells though. Ru- Dr. Rudy Wells is also yeah. like Very where creepy. where did Dr. Wells touch you, Jamie Summers? Yes, point on this doll. <laughs> oh man. I thought cuz I always prided myself on my speed in running. Yes. That I was like I still as fast as I try cannot hit 60 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, which he would be like <laughs> I used to love it. Oh, it was so cool. But he had one arm that was regular and one that was bionic. So he always had to block with the bionic arm because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, He's his arm would be destroyed. Man. Yeah. And, you know. And the eye. Like, he would get thrown into walls. Like, he would fight with some monster yeah. that would throw Big him foot. into a wall. And he would survive because he was bionic, but they never tried to explain how the non-bionic parts of him weren't just shattered. Not necessary. (laughs) Right. He had the eye, and he would be—he was sort of had a like a Spockish kind of thing with his eyebrows and eye, like the way Leonard Nimoy did, like like Ben, you know, (laughs) do that thing with his eye. That was sexy, though. That was like a lifted eyebrow. And then when he met Jamie Summers and they had that whole love story, I liked the love story. Yeah. Did you guys like the love story? Or did you find that disgusting when you were little? Oh, I liked it. Oh, yeah, I, was, yeah, I wanted them to get now. together. But I, I, I wanted Jamie Summers for myself. Yeah. Well, she was beautiful on her Summers. bionic ear, which is the most hilarious thing <laughs> ever in history. And her um, bionic hair. Yeah, her bionic hair. Because the hair covered that ear. She couldn't hear if she didn't move the hair away from her ear. I know. Otherwise, yeah, it was just muffled. To... Like, I'm like, that is a bad system. She I... was a teacher. Wasn't she a teacher? Yes. Yeah, she, she was, was a, a tennis player, tennis pro, right, tennis. and a school teacher of middle school. Oh, and my favorite uh, thing that she did 
because she was a teacher, is that the kids played a prank on her and they erased her whole chalkboard. And then she was like, you kids. And then she flipped the chalkboard around, wrote at super speed yes. all of the stuff. Yeah. Replaced it on the board. <laughs> flipped the board around and the kids were like, whoa. Miss <laughs> Summers, how? That was awesome. Well, a few years ago when I had no cable TV, I was watching some weird cable... Some, like public TV station. I think it's called Cozy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just started the show, Six Million Dollar Man. I was like, all right, uh, there we go. I watched it when I was 10. I'm going to watch it again. So I watched probably 10 episodes. Oh, I'm so which sorry. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> not at all. It is. Uh, it is. 2017 is not kind to no. the Six Million Dollar Man. But the greatest man. thing was is I caught the uh, episodes, which was the first appearance of Farrah Fawcett who wasn't then majors yet. Yep. This is before Charlie's Angels. I mean, like... What did she play on that show? Farrah Fawcett. No, she actually, didn't play a regular role. She just no, as she a guest. she came in, right. But, but what she was played she? three different roles. Because really? they didn't care in the 70s. They weren't concerned yeah. about, like, oh, our fans are going to remember her as this character. They didn't care. She played three different roles mm-hmm. because she was just popular and they brought her back. John Saxon... Who was John the Saxon, best who did villain? Everything he played too. He was a robot, and then right. later he was an alien with a beard. <laughs> he just they just brought him back, and they were like, he "We loved you, John Saxon." I mean, he was TV also show. in, of course, Enter the Dragon. Yes, he was know. in everything. He was on Columbo. He did McMillan and Wife. He was McMillan and Wife. McMillan yeah. and Wife. Yeah, and McLeod. There you go. I love John Saxon. I did not like McLeod though. Oh, I liked McLeod. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> Dennis Weaver. You didn't like McCloud? Oh, McCloud. I found it very, very upsetting. The cowboy fish out of water was upsetting to you? I thought Kit was a program. (laughs) He was too slow for me. And the mustache was very disturbing. This is making me want to do an episode about 70s Mad Magazines. Because I knew about all these shows from Mad Magazine more than from regular shows. Like, there was a huge, like, parody of canon what they call yes. it, Cannonball or something like that. That was something that Kevin Maher talked about when he was on this show, too. Right. Kevin Maher talked about that, that that he learned the entire plot of, uh, of, of Towering Inferno from the Mad Magazine yeah. parody. But I, I just remember movie. seeing those shows. And in parody. the Mad Magazine parody of Six Million Dollar Man, uh, Steve Austin was called Steve Awesome, and Jamie, Sum- uh, the Bionic Woman was called the Moronic Woman. <laughs> Sure, huh. sure. Oh, sexist pigs. They were terrible. Mad Magazine. Uh, she what was, was your, great. What was your favorite Six Million Dollar Man episode? I can't really say that I remember them all, but I mean, I did when I... I loved the one with Farrah Fawcett. She really is popping off the screen in that. She's incredible sure. looking. Her hair is just like flowing like medusa i mean it's like in, flowing like medusa well not med- like medusa in the comments it's a beautiful head full of hairy snakes. snakes well you're thinking of the real medusa i'm thinking she, of medusa in the oh. she totally she came on and, and eventually outshone lee majors big time completely that's why did she got know, charlie angels did you know show. that the song uh leaving on that midnight train to georgia mm-hmm. was written about lee majors and farrah fawcett says who it says wikipedia <laughs> Says Wikipedia. They say leaving on that midnight train to Georgia was written about Lee Majors and Farrah Fawcett. You wouldn't know it. Like I looked up the lyrics, I was like, where in the lyrics does it talk about bionics, 
or feathered hairdos. I didn't say see anything about that. Yeah, I mean, I like the one episode I remember, and I actually rewatched some of it today at lunch. It's the something with blonde in the title. My favorite episode is the, you remember is Bigfoot. Oh yeah, that was I remember that it was like so was, much hype. It was the worst thing ever in the history of Six Million Dollar Man. Well, I agree. The My, peeping blonde. The peeping blonde. And it was cool because they're riding around in a, like a in the desert in like a fancy kind of dune buggy ish thing, and 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 Lee Majors is like. They, they stop, and he's like, how'd you like doing that? And she's like, I'd love to do it again. <laughs> it's like, she's like, she's up for action, you know? I was like, yeah, come on now. But I remember Big... <laughs> I, I remember the Bigfoot had so much hype. The Bigfoot was, episode is it's made one me think of the of funnier at the same time. episodes ever. Did you see the Bigfoot episode? Did I see it? Yes. <laughs> Did I see? Come on, who do you think you're talking to here? I think the Bigfoot episodes yeah. are the like the only ones I remember, really. There's only... T- it's the Bigfoot episodes, which there were several of, and mm-hmm. they were not only in Six Million Dollar Man, but Bigfoot came back in The Bionic Woman. Crossover. Yeah, crossover. But they, they held nothing back in the Bigfoot mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Andre the Giant as Bigfoot. Yeah. They had... John Saxon Again. came back. He was a robot before. Now he's an alien. Then they they had Sandy Duncan. They had uh, Sandy Aaron, Duncan. Yeah, Sandy Duncan as, as an Pan. alien. Uh, they had Stephanie Powers as wow. an alien. Uh, and I think they even had Jamie Summers even in the the Six Million Dollar Man episodes. She like guest starred in she, those. Yeah, she was. So they crossed, just like pulled out all the stops. They were like, everybody's in this. We got and aliens. Bigfoot. We got Bigfoot. And Bigfoot's a robot. Bigfoot turns out to be a robot. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It, Everything was right about that. It was an insanely ridiculous episode. Everybody talked about it. Forever. You, I would sure. go to school. You know, you'd go to school the next day in whatever grade I was in, whatever you know, like I don't know, fifth grade or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They would, we would talk about it. Right. Oh we yeah. Would, we would discuss. Well, since I was, I'm older at this point. You're watching. I'm watching Six Million Dollar Man, and finding it very funny because now I'm about, I guess, 25. 14, 15, oh, sorry. Uh, 83. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we were not talking about it as it being great. But we were like, what is happening? Everybody watched it. Everybody watched it. Yeah, everybody watched it. it is, I guess that's what I'm getting at when I say that even at the beginning, I think people were not fooled. I was not fooled that it was a really, that it was a quality show, but it was an irresistible show. Sure. That opening, the music, the, the you know, the, you know, the sound effects, the jumping, the, the slow motion running, so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a superhero, it's compelling. That's just the way it is, you know. It doesn't matter. Like he was also incredibly handsome. Little boys liked him. Little girls liked him. He's a good-looking man, and he was, you know, in that very suave kind of seventies. But yeah, but very, for me, he had the powers. Very so, suave, like for a seventies. Yeah, seventies guy, 70s like guy. He, creepy by today's. You could not. It, I, you would never remake the Six Million Dollar Man without setting it in the seventies. Like can't. that's the whole thing. 
Yeah. It's like it's completely right. And the relationship between him and Jamie, who's now sort of coming out like women's lib is a storyline in the seventies and mm. certain shows. It was, you know, never really, you know, you had Mary Tyler Moore coming out. You had, you had Wonder Rhoda, Woman. you had all these things where women are sort of coming into their own. And so you have the bionic woman to show that women can be half Android. too. <laughs> she actually dies in the $6 million mm-hmm. man. And, but then they make it. So she comes back to life. She right. was so popular that yeah. they, brought, they her brought her back. I forgot. That's right. She died. Yeah. That episode was very weepy. Yeah. The other episode that I remember and yeah. liked was the one with the $7 million man, which is his, which was, um, it, they, it, turned out that Oscar Goldman and Rudy Wells had made another bionic man who cost $7 million instead of six. And they kept it a secret from Steve and Steve found out about it. And he was like, Hey, why didn't you tell me you got this? And they said, listen, don't worry about it. It's just that if you ever become incapacitated, we, we need another bionic man to do our secret agent work. Right. And, but the other guy couldn't handle it, and he was mentally unbalanced, and he had to fight Steve. Yes, I remember and that. He's like a bad, a bad. It was the evil seed twin version, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was like sneering, like he was, and they had like dialogue. He's like, "How much did you cost?" And he was like, <laughs> 6 million dollars." He's like, "I cost seven million dollars." Right. Interestingly, played by John Saxon. No, not <laughs> the guy who played, played him, by God. It was oh no, what was it was played by a guy named Monty Markham. Who, uh, again, in another piece of evidence that this was an incredibly 70s show, his character name was Barney Miller. Wow. (laughs) Until they brought him back the next season after Barney Miller, the TV show, had started. And so they renamed him Barney Hiller. (laughs) But still brought him back. Oh, wow. Can I tell you that people who guest starred... On Please. The Six Million Dollar Man. Let's get it. A lot. Incredible. Go for it. Tell us. Uh, this, again, the most 70s list of guest stars, except. Uh, no, Adrian Barbeau? Is she on there? No, here it's like, it's Farrah Fawcett in three different roles Dick Van Patten, Andre the Giant, Robert Loggia, Mike Farrell, Farley Granger. Mike Farrell. Farley Granger did a lot back then. William Shatner, Sonny Bono, Kathy Rigby. George Foreman was yes. in an episode. George, I Foreman. George Foreman. Eric Estrada, George Takei, uh, Henry Jones, Stephanie Powers, Kim Basinger was on one. Wow. Uh, Yvonne Craig. Yvonne <laughs> Craig. Ray Walston uh, played a character in one episode named Horton Budge, which <laughs> is the best Ray Walston character name ever. ever. It, it, it's even better than Mr. Hand. Absolutely. Uh, Horton Budge. Uh, Mr. Hand. <laughs> yeah, just great, great supporting uh, 70s characters. That's yeah. the thing I like about 70s is all the the actors who were the stock actors who went from show to show to mm-hmm. show. You could see them on, you know, all those detective shows or on any of the comedies. They just went. I loved that. Adrian Barbeau was always the sexy girl until she got Maud, and then she was on that show for as the daughter forever. <laughs> But the Six Million Dollar Man shows are based on a book called Cyborg, and by Martin Martin Mull. 
Martin Mull. Nice job, Martin. Branching out. <laughs> I don't know who wrote it, but I also remember at that time that Marvel Comics, of course, had to cash in on the cyborg thing and created Deathlock, yes. the Demolisher. Yeah. Who was part machine and part... But he, he was completely... His real self that survived in the whatever happened to him, I don't remember, was so damaged and, you know, destroyed. So he had like a human half that was completely like... Yeah, and yeah but he, his, the, he was much more cyborg than, than man. Yes. Yeah. And then Charlton Comics, or Charleston? Charleston or Charlton? Charlton Comics yeah. did a $6 million man comic that always... Oh, that would make sense. Cheesy, and I never... And in that one, he I could ever he could actually shoot lasers out of his uh, bionic eye. Really? Yeah. He stepped it up. Yeah. yeah. The theme for Six Million Dollar Man is incredible. How's it go? I can't sing it. But it's like written by uh, Oliver Nelson, who was a 50s jazz arranger. Pianist. Who, he was at the highest level of playing with the greats. In fact, he has one album called Blues and the Abstract Truth that has like Eric Dolphy and Paul Chambers. Like the heavyweights are all on it. It's a very famous jazz record. He had his own style of arranging. And he had... A really nice career as like a scorer for TV, particularly that show. Well, that <clears throat> music, the uh, spyish music, you know, the end theme of uh, the Six Million Dollar Man and the, the sort of action theme when he goes into action. Yeah, yeah the strings, like, like that part. Mm-hmm. That actually, to this day, gets me psyched up. Yeah, like if, like sometimes I'll, I, I will play it in my head when I want to get excited for something because <laughs> I love awesome. that music still it's a great great theme alright so Six anyway. Million Dollar Man uh, was I'm glad you've all agreed that it's the most 70s 70s show um, yes and you know uh, I have good memories watching that show memories. when it came out you know it was a strange still time still when I in push my, my hair behind my ear I think of Jamie Summers yeah every time <laughs> I really enjoyed this trip down memory lane. Yes, I encourage nobody to actually watch the show, but I encourage everybody to go and watch the opening on yes. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Because They're that all over is the, the place best part. on YouTube. Like, you can yeah. watch the opening, fantastic opening credits, and you can see that actual crash from 1967. You yeah. might want to watch the Big Man episode just for fun. The Bigfoot I mean, episode? The Big, the big Man? The, big the one man. with Clarence. The one with Clarence Clements. <laughs> Six million dollar man. He's like, hey man, what you doing here? I'm gonna mind if I play my horn with you. He's got a bionic saxophone. Oh my god! Watch out! Look out! Man, Bruce is writing some songs about the bionic Asbury Park Beach. All right. Anyway, uh, we will be back soon. Our uh, long-awaited interview with Klaus Jansen is still in the hopper. And uh, supposedly it's going to happen next week. We're going yes, to talk to Klaus. I continue I'm still to be looking forward to it. For that. Yep. Thanks, Mary. You're welcome. Thank you, Mary. All right. Friends, take care and stay cool. See you soon. Bye.
Iceman.